Welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Reese. This week, we are going to be going over connecting to the internet and surfing the web safely and anonymously, connecting in ways that nobody can see you, how to stay private, and how to be a ghost online. Um, This episode will not be about creating aliases or anything like that. It will be about going over VPNs, going over Tor, going over browsers and things like that. Um, Also, I have some important announcements to make regarding some of my online social media and next week's episode. Stay tuned, listen to the end for a little bit of a bonus tip for you guys, and keep listening. I hope wherever you are, you guys are having a wonderful day. I hope wherever you are, you guys are doing wonderful, you're doing great, and you're pushing through. Maybe you're working right now, maybe you're at home, maybe you're doing the dishes, Um, maybe this is during a very passionate time between you and someone else. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a good time, and I hope your day is awesome. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Mmm, that's good stuff. Good old Bark Fruit Beer. Um, no, this video is not sponsored by them, but I just figured it would make for a pretty interesting intro. This week, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with this uh, big old number one on my outline here. I am going to be breaking this episode into three or four parts, mainly three parts. As you know by listening to the beginning intro, what this episode is about, I'm definitely going to be breaking everything when it comes to anonymously accessing the internet. I'm going to be breaking everything and giving you some easy, great rules of thumb to follow. I'm going to give you three things that are going to help you, but I want you to remember before I even mention what these three things are, using just one or two or even three things to anonymously surf the web is not your fix-all, cure-all. Remember, privacy is a mindset, and more than a mindset, it is a way of life. So you have to remember that if you want to be private, you cannot just rely on what I'm about to tell you. But... I will go ahead and give you these three things that are going to change your life if you're not using them already when it comes to to staying private online. I hope you're using these things. I use them with everything, but let's go ahead and, and get started. The first one, devices and using VPNs on your devices or even on your network itself. But um, yes, using using a VPN, that is that is crucial. You should be using a VPN when you access the internet at all, especially when you access public Wi-Fi. Um, I'm going into a whole chapter on what a VPN is, going on a whole chapter on how to use them, what you can do with them, what they're used for, how they work. Um, I have everything planned out for you guys, but that's the first one. We're going to talk about VPNs, why you should be using one. The second thing we're going to be talking about, Tor. I'm going to explain to you what Tor is why you should be using Tor, what it does, and how it works. Um, And then the last thing we're going to talk about here is going to be browsing. And when I say browsing, everybody wants to say, oh, I'm just going to use Chrome. Well, if you're trying to be private, good luck. You are fighting an uphill battle if you're just using Chrome. But it's important to be able to understand these three things these three tools to put in your toolbox 
And not only am I going to give you what I personally use for each one of them, but I'm going to give you methods and and give you what to look for when it comes to picking out one. Because when you're first looking for like a VPN or a Tor client or Onion client, as some of, some people call them, or uh, a good anonymous safe browser, you see usually two or three sides of an uphill battle where everybody's just fighting to see which one's the best one. I'm going to give you some guidelines to go by when looking for each one of these things. So that way you can pick. You know what to look for. What works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me. What works for Joe down the street may not work for Ryan up the street. So it's just important to know that don't take everyone's word for it for for whatever seriously. With these kinds of things, you need to be picking it out yourself. You can't just take their word for it and expect it to work if you don't understand what's working. I hope you can understand that. But that's what we're going to be going into in this episode. Um, before we get into the main meat, though, here, the beef, as I as I like to call it, uh, I need to go ahead and release some announcements for you guys. Some of you may have noticed, if you follow my podcast, um, and if you also follow my TikTok and my Instagram and uh, soon my YouTube. Keep a, keep a lookout for that soon. I'll be leaving links in the description of the episode to get to that if you guys are interested, but it's not up yet. But, uh, me and the wife have been working on some videos, but something you may have noticed, I haven't been posting much, if at all. I am being mass-reported. I don't understand why. Uh, a lot of my content is being taken down for illegal activities, Um if you watch my videos, if you're into any of this at all, and you follow me at all, you know everything's A, educational, B, most of what I say is protected constitutionally, and C, none of it's illegal. I'm a big advocate for keeping things completely legal and within your legal means. If we're testing any systems or anything, we always test it on our own. I'm just spreading information and making sure you, the people are well-versed, well-knowledgeable in these subjects. So if you notice I'm not being, I notice I haven't been posting as much, just know I'm, I've been banned. Uh, I think I got a notification two days ago saying that one more ban, or one more takedown, one more ban is going to result in a permanent ban. I am attempting to contact these different social media sites about this but whoever is out there and after me trying to get things taken down it's not funny it really isn't we are just trying to spread awareness and knowledge here so it's it's no doubt probably just some script kitties or trolls but i just figured if you're a hardcore follower of this show then you deserve the right to know freedom of knowledge um another announcement for some of you that are listening or most of you that are listening uh, next week, unless this episode goes a little longer than I expected, there I might post the other half next week, but I probably won't be posting an episode next week. I have some family coming in. Um, and lastly, if it sounds like I'm raining wherever I'm at, it's because I live in a very small home and it is raining and my roof gets really loud sometimes. Um, I would try to record this at another time, but it has been raining all week, so good luck for me, right? 
had to record it sometime. But if it starts thundering or it sounds kind of crazy, just know it's raining and it's been raining all week. And we have we're supposed to have another storm coming in tomorrow or the next day. I don't really pay attention too much to the weather anymore, but I think that hurricane's supposed to come up our way here soon. But anyway, so just know if if it sounds a bit off this week, that's why. And if there's not an episode next next week, it's because I have some family coming into town. I don't think I told you who, but if I did, who cares? Um, so, thanks. I'm going to go ahead and get into the meat of the episode. Alright, guys. I know I haven't gone live in a while and asked questions. I know. Every time I try to go live and ask these questions, I keep getting banned. So, thanks for that, whoever's doing that. That's uh, kind of a of a rude move gotta watch my language now because everyone's trying to ban me on everything but so usually i leave comments on the questions i answer let them know that they're in the episode but now i can't so also thanks but i'm gonna go ahead and reply to some of these um so doc dot off asks can you see your real ip over a vpn Maybe a stupid question, but I'm new to this. Um, to answer your question, we actually are talking about that in this episode. In short, no. Um, but it does depend. There, there are case, some cases where they can. Uh, some sites do use trackers, things like cookies and things like that. Those, uh, those can track you. Those can pull your IP. But if you're usually using a good VPN, a good strong VPN that. In, encrypts your traffic thoroughly, you know, it's it's a foreign country VPN, you know, usually, usually no. So, uh, I would recommend, I'm going to try to go back when I am unbanned and reply to these and let you guys listen to this episode, but that's what this episode is kind of about, so, um, so in short, no. Alright, so we got a comment from somebody named Gravemakers. When I am talking about accessing the dark slash deep web in one of my videos, I teach in that video, um, it's a series that I'm trying to get out there about using Tails and using everything built into Tails to safely access uh, the Tor network. Um, somebody says that this doesn't stop man-in-the-middle attacks. They're way ahead of this toy stuff. I hate to break it to you. No pun intended. Um, well... It really does depend. Uh, so man-in-the-middle attacks, if you don't know what that is, so you let's say you connect to a network. There can be one person in the middle spoofing that network who's also connected to it and then taking the information you're putting in. So that's why I, A, always recommend using Tails because it beats scheme flooding because if everybody uses it collectively and doesn't change anything, then you know they can't trace you over scheme flooding. Uh, B, disable, Java, disable JavaScript. And then see, uh, watch what nodes you're connecting to on the Tor network. Uh, you, I think there are ways now to flag nodes. So, yeah, there, there, there are ways to uh, to circumvent this, but or circumvent this. I don't know if I said that right. But um, yeah, you just just when it comes to man in the middle attacks, I'm not too sure what you're trying to say by that. But I hope this kind of helps. Uh, if you're disabling disabling JavaScript in your browser, that that should it could help in theory uh 
using a proper VPN the right way. There is a right way to do it with Tor and a wrong way to do it with Tor, so you're also encrypting that traffic. But uh, not too sure what you mean by that, but I would ask you to go into further detail. I will leave you a reply to this as soon as I'm unbanned, and we will get to hopefully having a good conversation about this. All right, here's another important one that I, I thought everyone should be aware of here. Hi there, says Down to Mars. My ex claims he has the ability to trace all of his friends' exact location with command prompt. Is he bluffing, or is that actually possible? And then he replies to himself, because on this you only get, I think, 150 characters. And if that method isn't possible, how likely going about tracing every... How is he likely going about tracing everyone's locations? Well, with command prompt, you can ping IP addresses. I know you can tracer. There are some network availability tools to be used in uh, command prompt, I think. I used to have some scripts back in the day when I didn't use as, as much PowerShell. Um, but also, you know, there are some ways to somewhat ping IP addresses in PowerShell. I'm not too sure. I don't use much Windows. I, I'm Actually, the only time I use Windows is when I'm recording this. I uh, started on Windows, though, and it's likely he is just being a script kitty. Uh, when you're tracing IPs, first of all, IP logging is illegal, so I hope he's not doing that. Uh, but secondly, I highly doubt that he is doing that. It That sounds script kitty-ish. Uh, when you're tracing IPs, you usually need access to the... Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a organization that assigns them all out. And there are APIs you can get, and how I've done it in the past for work legally is using those APIs and just and you're not even usually going to get an exact location you know there are ways to do it and I've seen people do it I'm not going to go into those ways but usually the most legal way you're going to do it is just by getting a general regional area so for instance when I use um when I when I trace IPs the, the multiple tools I use to do that I usually get just a general area, so it might be Parish County, Louisiana. It's going to be just that county of Louisiana, which gives me a general location of where someone might be. You're not usually going to get their exact location. There are ways to do it, but those ways do get kind of shady, and I wouldn't advise going about that. No, you do not use command prompt for that, so I doubt your ex is actually doing that. So I hope this helps. I'm going to leave a reply to that when I get unbanned, so thanks, guys. Let's see, uh, TruthSeekers87 sounds a bit like a troll when he says this, but saying, uh, by saying you're hacking by being a mod kitty tells me you're not a hacker, in quotation mark, aka coder. Uh, this is on one of my accessing the dark slash deep web videos. Um, first of all, I've already done my research on you. You know absolutely nothing, so... Congratulations, you've proven yourself in merit nowhere. Uh, secondly, uh, I, what, what is a mod kitty? I assume that's someone that's using mods. Last time I heard mods was like modding Minecraft. I, I don't mess around with mods, so I don't know what that means. Um, and by not a hacker, aka coder, well actually I am a coder. Uh, I code in Python, JavaScript, Java, HTML, CSS, 
and a few others. I've been practicing Go, trying to get that going up and learning that. It's it's somewhat similar to Python. I like it. it I think it'll be a pretty universal language. Um, but I'm not too sure what you mean completely by this, but maybe you should listen to this episode. I'm definitely going to give you a shout-out, so hope you enjoy it. Um, and no, this is not doxing or anything like that. He publicly posted this on a public site, so anybody can go look at it. I, I'm not encouraging you to go harass this person, but I call out the name of everybody here. So you comment on my stuff, you know I'm going to call it out, so go right ahead. Yeah, so that's going to be that. Oh, uh, let's see. Here's another good one. Something, I'll, this is the stuff I always like to share. All right, uh, Thunderkiss1999. Set comments go to the flea market this was on one of my uh un- accessing the dark web such deep web using tails os and accessing tor using tails um he comments go to the flea market buy used laptop use h slash s i'm not too sure what that means i'm probably gonna think of what know what that means after this episode but on the spot i don't typically care to know what it means right now but uh use the tor browser no need to change the operating system and the data on the drive is bs so there you go that is a really important thing and i wish i would have talked about that uh and i'm probably going to use that in my part three if i can ever get part one back up but yeah that that's important too um yeah definitely just get a used laptop, pay cash money for it if you're accessing anything shady online. I hope you're not accessing anything illegal, but if you are, you know, you have the right to. It's, it's right to privacy, right, freedom of information. Um, but yeah, just go flea market, Goodwill, Facebook market, Craigslist, something like that. Just get a used laptop, pay cash, don't give your real name. And then no need to worry about anything because you're going to be using Tails on a flash drive. So... And it, it runs in your system's RAM, so I, I recommend something four to eight gigabytes of RAM is good. Nothing nothing less. Wouldn't use anything less. But yeah, that that's that's a very important thing. And and thank you, thank you very much. I always love engagement. That is so important, and I love it when you guys have something great to say because I, I love sharing it. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this. Um, I did start another TikTok account to share some of my same videos. Uh, it's going to be the same name, Cyber Sector 7, but it's going to be Cyber Sector 7 Official. If you guys do enjoy the videos I'm posting there, uh, I only post there because it seems to get the most views. It's brought in the most views, for me at least. So if you guys like that, then just go ahead and follow that as well. Um, but if you don't, that's fine with me. I'm going to keep making these episodes regardless. So thank you guys for the engagement, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Alright guys, I know I haven't gone live in a while and asked questions. I know, every time I try to go live and ask these questions, I keep getting banned. So, thanks for that, whoever's doing that. Uh, that's kind of a, of a rude move. Gotta watch my language now, because everyone's trying to ban me on everything. But, so, usually I leave comments on the questions I answer, let them know that they're in the episode, but now I can't. So, also thanks. But... I'm going to go ahead and reply to some of these. Um, so, doc.offbully asks, Can you see your real IP over a VPN? Maybe a stupid question, but I'm new to this. Um, to answer your question, we actually are talking about that in this episode. In short, no. Um, but it does depend. There there are case, some cases where they can. 
Uh, some sites do use trackers, things like cookies and things like that. Those uh, those can track you. Those can pull your IP. But if you're usually using a good VPN, a good strong VPN that in encrypts your traffic thoroughly, you know, it's it's a foreign country VPN. You know, usually usually no. So uh, I would recommend. I'm gonna try to go back when I am unbanned and reply to these and let you guys listen to this episode. But that's what this episode is kind of about. So um, so in short, no. Alright, so we got a comment from somebody named Gravemakers. When I am talking about accessing the dark slash deep web in one of my videos, I teach in that video, um, it's a series that I'm trying to get out there about using Tails and using everything built into Tails to safely access uh, the Tor network. Um, somebody says that this doesn't stop man-in-the-middle attacks. They're way ahead of this toy stuff. I hate to break it to you. No pun intended. Um, well, it really does depend. Uh, so man-in-the-middle attacks, if you don't know what that is, so you, let's say you connect to a network. There can be one person in the middle spoofing that network who's also connected to it and then taking the information you're putting in. So, that's why I, A, always recommend using Tails because it beats scheme flooding. Because if everybody uses it collectively and doesn't change anything, then... You know, they can't trace you over scheme flooding. Uh, B, disable, Java, disable JavaScript. And then C, uh, watch what nodes you're connecting to on the Tor network. Uh, you, I think there are ways now to flag nodes. So, yeah, there, there, there are ways to uh, to circumvent this, but or circumvent this. I don't know if I said that right. But, um, yeah, you just, just when it comes to man-in-the-middle attacks, I'm not too sure what you're trying to say by that, but I hope this kind of helps. Uh, if you're disabling disabling JavaScript in your browser, that that should it could help in theory. Uh, using a proper VPN the right way, there is a right way to do it with Tor and a wrong way to do it with Tor. So you're also encrypting that traffic. But uh, not too sure what you mean by that. But I would ask you to go into further detail. I will leave you a reply to this as soon as I'm unbanned, and we will get to hopefully having a good conversation about this. Alright, here's another important one that I, I thought everyone should be aware of here. Hi there, says Down to Mars. My ex claims he has the ability to trace all of his friends' exact location with command prompt. Is he bluffing, or is that actually possible? And then he replies to himself, because on this you only get, I think, 150 characters. And if that method isn't possible, how likely going about tracing every how is he likely going about tracing everyone's locations well with command prompt you can ping ip addresses i know you can trace it there are some network availability tools to be used in uh command prompt i think i used to have some scripts back in the day when i didn't use as much powershell um but also you know, there are some ways to somewhat ping IP addresses in PowerShell. I'm not too sure. I don't use much Windows. I, I'm actually the only time I use Windows is when I'm recording this. Uh, I started on Windows, though, and it's likely he is just being a script kitty. Uh, when you're tracing IPs, first of all, IP logging is illegal, so I hope he's not doing that. Uh, but secondly, I highly doubt that he is doing that. It That sounds script kitty-ish. 
when you're tracing IPs, you usually need access to the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a organization that assigns them all out. And there are APIs you can get, and how I've done it in the past for work legally is using those APIs and just, and you're not even usually going to get an exact location. You know, there are ways to do it, and I've seen people do it. I'm not going to go into those ways, but usually the most legal way you're going to do it is just by getting a general regional area. So, for instance, when I use, um, when, I, when I trace IPs, the, the multiple tools I use to do that, I usually get just a general area. So it might be Parish County, Louisiana. It's going to be just that county of Louisiana, which gives me a general location of where someone might be. You're not usually going to get their exact location. There are ways to do it, but those ways do get kind of shady, and I wouldn't advise going about that. No, you do not use command prompt for that. So I doubt your ex is actually doing that. So I hope this helps. I'm going to leave a reply to that when I get unbanned. So thanks, guys. Let's see, uh, TruthSeekers87 sounds a bit like a troll when he says this, but saying, uh, by saying you're hacking by being a mod kitty tells me you're not a hacker, in quotation mark, aka coder. Uh, this is on one of my accessing the dark slash deep web videos. Um, first of all, I've already done my research on you. You know absolutely nothing, so... Congratulations, you've proven yourself in merit nowhere. Uh, secondly, uh, I, what, what is a mod kitty? I assume that's someone that's using mods. The last time I heard mods was like modding Minecraft. I, I don't mess around with mods, so I don't know what that means. Um, and by not a hacker, aka coder, well actually I am a coder. Uh, I code in Python, JavaScript, Java, HTML, CSS, and a few others. I've been practicing Go, trying to get that going up and learning that. It's it's somewhat similar to Python. I like it. it I think it'll be a pretty universal language. Um, but I'm not too sure what you mean completely by this, but maybe you should listen to this episode. I'm definitely going to give you a shout-out, so hope you enjoy it. Um, and no, this is not doxing or anything like that. He publicly posted this on a public site, so anybody can go look at it. I, I'm not encouraging you to go harass this person, but I call out the name of everybody here. So you comment on my stuff, you know I'm going to call it out, so go right ahead. Yeah, so that's going to be that. Oh, uh, let's see. Here's another good one. Something, I'll, this is the stuff I always like to share. All right, uh, Thunderkiss1999. Set comments go to the flea market this was on one of my uh un- accessing the dark web such deep web using tails os and accessing tor using tails um he comments go to the flea market buy used laptop use h slash s i'm not too sure what that means i'm probably gonna think of what know what that means after this episode but on the spot i don't typically care to know what it means right now but uh use the tor browser no need to change the operating system and the data on the drive is bs so there you go that is a really important thing and i wish i would have talked about that uh and i'm probably going to use that in my part three if i can ever get part one back up but yeah that that's important too um yeah definitely just get a used laptop, pay cash money for it if you're accessing anything shady online. I hope you're not accessing anything illegal, but if you are, you know, you have the right to. It's, it's right to privacy, right freedom of information. 
Um, but yeah, just go flea market, Goodwill, Facebook market, Craigslist, something like that. Just get a used laptop, pay cash, don't give your real name. And then no need to worry about anything because you're going to be using Tails on a flash drive. So, And it, it runs in your system's RAM. So I, I recommend something 4 to 8 gigabytes of RAM is good. Nothing nothing less. Wouldn't use anything less. But yeah, that that's, that's a very important thing. And, and thank you. Thank you very much. I always love engagement. That is so important. And I love it when you guys have something great to say because I, I love sharing it. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this um i did start another tiktok account to share some of my same videos uh it's going to be the same name cyber sector 7 but it's going to be cyber sector 7 official if you guys do enjoy the videos i'm posting there uh, i only post there because it seems to get the most views it's brought in the most views for me at least so if you guys like that then just go ahead and follow that as well um but if you don't that's fine with me i'm going to keep making these episodes regardless so thank you guys for the engagement and i hope you guys are having a fantastic day all right so we're going to talk about firstly vpns um what are vpns why you should be using a vpn and how do they work what exactly do they do so uh, a vpn is a virtual private network so let's say you want to send a letter to Joe Schmo who you knew in high school and you're afraid that the US post office is watching your every move and you're terribly afraid of the US post office so you try to send your letter but the and, and that's the only way to send them is through USPS that's the only way to send your letter so you're afraid that they're gonna open the letter up and read everything that's inside well how would you block against that in, in case they can just open your letter up and read everything inside? Well, you and Joe Schmo get together and you come up with a method to do that. You decide to start encrypting everything. So you create a little bit of a, a secret code that only you and him have the keys to, to read what you and him are saying. So if the, if the uh, U.S. Post Office opens up that letter and tries to read through it, then all they're going to see is a whole bunch of gibberish, and only you can decode it, and only Joe Schmo can decode it. Well, that is how a VPN works. When you try to connect to a website, when you're on your Wi-Fi or public Wi-Fi or using your data or whatever, if anybody were to be watching, the VPN will encrypt everything. It encrypts your traffic. That's what it does. Um, so essentially, you connect to a server when you connect to a VPN, and that server connects to the destination you're trying to go to. So let's say I'm trying to go to my own website, cybersector7.com. Instead of directly connecting to it over my Wi-Fi, which if anybody is watching my, the Wi-Fi and a hacker is trying to sit there and gather all my data, you know, and, and I'm not using a VPN and I'm going to my site, he can see, oh, he's this, this user on this Wi-Fi is going to this website so let's start sniffing everything that he's sending all those little packets so it sometimes it could be my credit card information let's say i'm trying to buy something on amazon from the starbucks wi-fi or i think amazon has protections against some of that i would hope but I, i'm not too sure i don't usually order off amazon but anyway um so so he can see all this great information that i'm trying to send to order my online goods well, let's say I use a VPN. 
all he sees is some scrambled user connecting to some scrambled site with a whole bunch of scrambled keys and a whole bunch of scrambled data and it is just not worth the time to try to decode all that because usually it is what they call now now i say this term lightly military grade encryption that that could mean a, a number of things but it's very good encryption it's very high grade encryption so it's not worth the hacker's time to try to decode that he, he would need a supercomputer that i'm sure he doesn't have access to not many people in the world have access to a computer big enough to decrypt that um, it can be done given enough time but to do it fastly you would have to have a pretty big computer so a vpn would encrypt all your traffic so wherever your whatever sites you're going to whatever you're visiting it hides your ip address and it doesn't show anything coming to and from now that does not mean VPNs are a do-all, fix-all. Because there are a lot of VPNs that will log your traffic or even sell your data to other advertisers or to governments or who have contracts with governments that they have to give up that. They have to give their logs. And that's why it's important when you're looking for a VPN to look for a few things. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you which VPNs that I recommend using and then I'm going to tell you what to look for in a VPN when you're picking your own VPN out. When you're looking for a VPN, I prefer to use ProtonVPN, which is great. They've stood up in court. They have proven themselves many times. They don't save any logs. They they they're willing to work with law enforcement when given a subpoena and that subpoena usually turns up nothing because they don't save any information um another vpn i would recommend using i personally don't use this i'm just not a big fan of it i used it at one point but i like to use proton vpn because that's just what i use but another good one would be nordvpn that's a pretty good one. I think Brave has a VPN now. I'm not too sure on that, so don't quote me on it. I haven't messed too much with Brave in a while. I, I, I use the browser, but I haven't used many other plugins or new features. I just have been lazy, and I'm, I'm already paying for Proton VPN. But those are some two that I recommend. They have stood the test of time. They have proven themselves in court. Um, Nord has had some hacks in the past. I'm aware of that now. But that does not mean that all of your information will get stolen or anything like that. Um, I would recommend, though, using Proton. I like Proton. There no, none of this video is not sponsored by any company that I'm mentioning in any of this. I just like how Proton VPN is set up. There's a free version and there's a paid version. I recommend the paid version. You get a lot more features. Um, you, they have a package deal. You can get the Proton Mail and Proton VPN. Proton Mail is an encrypted email client. But anyway. Those are the VPNs that I would recommend using. They have some great budget options out there when it comes to a free VPN. Proton or OpenVPN are the only two that I would recommend that are free because there are so many VPNs that will take your data and sell it out and give it straight to the police when asked for it. Now, yes, they should be willing to work with law enforcement. I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. But if, if it's that easy to get their you know, someone's information with them, I'm pretty sure that you might be the, uh, the target of, of a scheme or a number of things. So let's just be safe and remember, 
if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. That's the great rule of thumb to go by on this. Now, when you're trying to pick a VPN out, what are some things you should look for? Because you can go buy anything I say and, and use it and, you know, pay for it or not pay for it, whether it's free. I try to give free options here. Um, and you can go ahead and do that and not understand what, what it does. And that would be bad because you need to understand what it does and what you're looking for when you're picking something like that out. That's why. Here's a few guidelines you should go by. Okay. Is it free? Is it paid? If it's paid, it's usually going to you know, not sell your stuff. You should look into that, though. Read the terms and services. Um, it's not going to sell your information usually, though, if you're paying for it. Have they? Are they log deleting? Do they delete your their logs? Do they save logs? You're you're going to want something that's log deleting. Something else. Is it open source? Can you go onto GitHub or wherever they host their source code, and see the source code, understand what it's doing, and know they're not doing anything behind your back. They're not doing anything shady. That's important too. Is it open source? That is that is a huge deal with this. Uh, another really very important thing to look for on this is have they stood up in court? You know, have they been served subpoenas before and what have those subpoenas turned up? Check the news. A lot of that stuff is in the news. See if 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 they if they will uh, if if they fight it and they're like, hey, you know, you can we'll we'll grant you your subpoena that you served us, but we warn you now, there's not going to be anything there because we respect the privacy of our users. Those are some things that you really need to think about when picking out a VPN. And that goes with anything we're about to talk about in this whole episode. You know, I was going to leave that section towards the end, but I'll just go ahead and tell you now. Anything in this whole episode that I talk about, go by those rules. Those are very important. Will it stand up in court? Are they log deleting? Are they open source? You know, those are the important things to think about. Are you the product? You know? If it's free, you're usually the product unless it's open source. Now, that doesn't mean all in all cases, but there are a lot of cases where it's open source and it's free, you know you're not the product because it's community-driven. But if it's privately owned, they're not showing anything, it's free, you're the product. That's just the bottom line. The company wouldn't exist if they weren't selling something, so they're probably selling you. Uh, it's something I like to consider modern-day slavery. I know I might get a little backlash for that, but, you know, in modern day, we are having our data stripped from us and then sold to the highest bidder, and then they just hammer us with advertisements all the time. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but you see where I'm coming from. I'm very passionate about this. So, so please, just, just follow those rules when you're looking for a VPN and a good Tor browser or a good browser in general all right guys i hope you've enjoyed the show i'm gonna wrap this week up uh there are still two more major parts to this this bigger episode but it's running a little over time than i thought it would um next week i'm not going to be posting an episode probably there might be an episode so just keep a lookout but i so just turn the notifications on but i don't think there's going to be like I said, I have some grandparents coming into town that I haven't seen in a very, very long time, and I really want to just enjoy some time with them and not have to worry about anything, so please, just, whatever you're doing, I hope you just have a great day. Stay tuned for part two. It is coming, I promise, but remember, 
Stay safe, stay anonymous, stay private, and stay informed. Be safe, my peeps.